The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Learn to quiet the noise of the ego and connect to the truth of your soul. Join former monk and host of the Practicing Human podcast, Corey Mascara, for Living in Alignment, a weekend workshop live stream, live from Omega Institute's campus in Rhinebeck, New York, June 28th through 30th. Rebuild your life from a place of embodied listening and quiet knowing. To learn more and register for this live stream, go to eomega.org slash thrive. Welcome to Intuitive Connection, where spirituality and psychology meet to help you be your best and brightest self. I'm your host, Victoria Shaw, and in each episode, I'll help you to awaken your own inner wisdom, step into your power, and live a more divinely inspired life. You're here to let your inner light shine. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hello and welcome to another great episode of Intuitive Connection. Today I have another guest. I'm so excited about this one. I'm so excited to share it with you all. My guest today is Laura Michelle Powers. Laura is a celebrity psychic who has been featured by Will Ferrell's Ron Burgundy podcast, BuzzFeed, NBC, ABC, CBS, Fox, Motherboard Magazine by Vice and many other media outlets. That is already enough. (laughs) She's a clairvoyant psychic medium, writer, actress, model, producer, writer, and creative entrepreneur. She's also a podcast host. I know because I was blessed to be a guest on her pod. And ever since she was a child, Laura has seen and sense ghosts and spirits, and she's learned how to manage those experiences using this ability to connect with the angelic and other realms. She now uses her experience communicating with angel spirits and other energy beings to help her clients better understand and change their lives. Laura, welcome. Thanks so much for having me, and thank you so much for being on my podcast, Healing Powers Podcast. It was a pleasure. Yay, it was so much fun. And I have a bunch of questions to ask that are coming into my brain now, and I know we agreed on some loose topics, but my brain is going somewhere else. So I hope that's okay. (laughs) Tell me what it's like, because, you know, I read people all over the world, but up until now, I have not had any celebrity clients. What's it like to work with, and I don't name names, obviously, but what's it like to work with celebrities? Is it different? Is it like more exciting? How does it go? I mean, I think it's just important to remember that celebrities are, are people just like we do, and they have struggles and things they're working on just like we do I have millionaire clients billionaire clients celebrity clients and a lot of the themes are the same so I just want to share that I mean I'm very lucky that I have worked with celebrity clients who are nice people and so you know (laughs) I'm grateful for that Um, but I think it's just always important to remember that they are people with similar struggles that we have life and death struggles relationship struggles, you know, energy struggles. I do think a lot of creatives are very psychic and sensitive. So a lot of the celebrities that I've worked with tend to be in the entertainment industry. And that makes sense given my background. So to me, I think this goes into the bigger topic of creativity, intuition, empathy, and how they're very connected. So a lot of the themes that come up with my celebrity clients involve, you know, having energy boundaries. And whenever you're a celebrity or a public persona, that's extra important because you have so much energy coming at you. And and as a public figure myself, I can see that element as a psychic. And then also what I experienced from it on the receiving end as well. 
You know, that's a great topic. And it's something I've always wondered about and sensed a little myself because I've seen, I've always been fascinated by child stars, you know, somebody who grew up with all of that energy and all of those other people's ideas about who they were, you know, flying into their space and what that must be like. And I can imagine whether you're a child or an adult, it's really important when you have all those people's energy directed and, you know, attention directed on you to really be able to stand firm in your own self right? Yeah. And I think it's especially hard when you are a child and you're just learning like how to be in the world to then have this piece of like all these people interacting with you. And it's important to understand on an energetic level, you don't have to be in person with someone to have these kind of energetic impacts. And I feel like a celebrity is a magnifier just as it's a type of power, but it can also kind of go against you if you don't know how to handle it. So money is that way beauty, you know, visibility, fame, that it can be beneficial, but also without very strong boundaries, it can actually be damaging for you. And that's why you see a lot of celebrities or, you know, you see this too with someone who, you know, wins the lottery and all of a sudden they end up like drug addicted and homeless or something, you know, if you don't have healthy and appropriate boundaries and patterns, it can actually be very difficult for a person. Yeah, no, I can absolutely see that. It it fascinates me. And I know too, and you touched on it a little bit, but I know that many actors are empaths, right? Because part of that ability to, you know, conjure up the feelings of your character come from that ability to feel into other people's feels. Do you find that? Absolutely. Because I'm an actress. I used to make my living as an actress actually while I was building my psychic business and I I majored in theater and and did acting and costuming actually in terms of my focus. So yeah, I've, I've felt this firsthand. And, and it's interesting as a performer, because I know consciously now that I have the training, I will consciously channel certain beings. So I, I'm also a singer. And I remember one time I was performing and I was singing a Marilyn Monroe song. And my friend was like, Laura, she's like, it's like, it wasn't even you up there. And I'm like, well, I was totally channeling her, channeling her in my performance. So I think a lot of actors, whether they realize it or not, are tapping into this kind of channeling and being able to run this energy through them. And a lot of actors have a hard time emotionally. They, they have a tough time in their personal lives. And I think that's because if, if you don't, if you do this, but you don't know how to have those boundaries, how to clear yourself afterwards, it can be very overwhelming. Yeah. You're reminding me of a story when I was a kid um, and I used to act as a kid, not, you know, not <laughs> nothing professional, just, you know, school plays and whatnot. And I used to be, I guess, what would be called now a method actor. Not that I I knew exactly what that was. I would just, you know, turn it on and suddenly I'd be that character and I would just be feeling everything. But I did a scene out of The Crucible. And (laughs) yeah, and I played Abigail and I guess she wasn't very nice in this scene. I don't even know if I've actually seen the whole Crucible, but at least in that scene, she was not a good player. Anyway, I had nightmares for weeks around that. And, you know, you got to wonder one, I got to wonder about some past life stuff that might've been going on there too. But I also remember feeling like, even though it was just one scene, you know, I went deep into somebody else's energy when I did that. And I think it can happen. Absolutely. And you do hear a lot of, um, you know, well-known actors talk about their certain intense roles that they kind of feel like they don't never recover from, you know, like they, they, and Heath Ledger had talked about that, like certain roles that he played, like in the Dark Knight Rises shooting that he really, it it had a deep impact on his psyche afterwards. So it it is something significant to think about. I do think that performing and acting is, is wonderful, 
And, and, and I think it, it's also someone who does that well, it's a hard thing to do both emotionally yeah. as well as just like, it's challenging, yeah. <laughs> you know? So anyway, but yeah, I, I love working with people at that level and been very blessed to connect. And yeah, most of the celebrities I can't say, you know, I can say the ones where I've been on their shows and Tori Spelling is one of my clients. She gave me permission to say her name. So yeah, it's, it's a lovely thing. And I think it's also important for all of us to remember we're all just souls. And we also don't know who we've been in the past life. Some of us do, but generally. Right. speaking most <laughs> people don't and it may be that you have been well known in past lives that started to happen where celebrity spirits started to come around me and I was like what is going on yeah. like this is when I was first tapping into this stuff and yeah it would be like Frank Sinatra Marilyn Monroe Abraham Lincoln all these and at first I was like what and then I realized I had soul connections with some of these spirits right. and also that I've known for quite some time that it, it is my path to be visible in this space to help it become mainstream and to help people understand it and accept it. And also when it comes in the form of entertainment, people receive it that aren't necessarily seeking it out. So when I was on Will Ferrell's podcast, like it's a comedy podcast, you know, if you listen to it, it's funny, but it's also educational because there's a bunch of people listening to that podcast that are just tuning in for a laugh. But yeah, I talk honestly about my experience as a psychic and they're going to get some information there as well. Yeah, no, I think that's such an important role. I often talk about how I don't do that, <laughs> but it's so important because there are so many people. I just, I, I always find myself talking to the people that already get what I do. I'm a preach to the choir kind of girl, but that's just my vibe. But I love people that are open to getting out there and getting the word into those places that, you know, you might not think it's, you're going to have an audience there and yet you're going to awaken so many souls and, and, and sprinkle seeds in so many places and really start getting people used to the idea that there is more than this, you know, 3d world that we all have been taught is all there is. So I love that you're doing that, Laura. Thank you. No, I think we all have our, our piece to play. And it's so funny. So there's a, a, client that um, started his own podcast and I can talk about him because he's talked publicly, but he came to me as a client years ago. He heard me on a podcast and then he came on my podcast and then I did a reading for him and I said, you're going to work in like spirituality. You're going to help educate people on spirituality and kind of make it mainstream and you're going to write a book about it. And eventually that's going to be your work. And he was a Silicon Valley partner in a tech firm. Like wow. that was so out of the box for him. And I could tell he was like, hmm. Yeah, I don't know. But then he did it. <laughs> That's <laughs> and he, amazing. He released his second book. They're both bestsellers and he has resigned and now he's focusing on this full time. And I just bring this up because he focuses a lot on science. Right. I have no interest in talk. I mean, like, I'm so glad people are doing it. It's important, but I'm not going to talk about science. It's just not in, an interest to me, but I'm so grateful that someone is doing that, including yes. Mark. His name is Mark Gober. You can check out. I know who Mark book. Gober is. I just okay. read his book. It's awesome. Oh, I was, I was, it was popping up that I was like, oh, if you want, <laughs> I can connect you, but he'd be a great guest for this podcast. His, Boy, yeah, his it. book and End Upside Down Thinking is all about the analysis of consciousness and spirituality. And same thing, like, I don't want to do that, but so glad. <laughs> yeah, <seemed> <laughs> exactly. And we talked a little while ago when I was on your show about my conundrum, you know, with the mind body problem and being a philosopher and a psychologist and all of that. And his book was just made me, first of all, we both went to the same, we have the same alma mater, oh, but, more wow, than that, yeah. but more than that, for me, my sweet spot 
although I don't want to hammer out the details, but my sweet spot is anyone who's taken the science and the spirituality and showing that they're just, you know, two sides of the same thing. Because, you know, I started off as a research psychologist. So that research makes my soul sing. Don't want to do it, but I'm so glad it's out there. And this book is amazing. Amazing. And I will make sure uh, that we put it in the notes, the end of upside down thinking, because yes, the geek in me loved it. And and I think also you don't have to be a geek, but I think what a connection that he was your client. I love that. Oh, I, you know, that's the thing is it's, I, I just bring this up because we all have a kind of our, our soul piece to play, but at the same time, we don't always see that bigger picture yet. So when I told him that idea, he was so in the, an analytical kind of tech world that it just seemed so strange to him to think of himself doing that, but then he changed a lot in his journey <laughs> to get there. And now he teaches this stuff, you know, so it's like a really incredible journey. So you know, if you're curious about this, kind of scratch that itch because that's what happened for him. At first it was like, well, I'm just going to listen to podcasts and maybe I'll just book a session and maybe I'll just, and it just kind of like snowballed for him until now he's, you know, doing this complete other thing. And he loves it from, from what I heard from talking with him. And it's so important what you said, because so oftentimes, you know, when people are following the path of their intuition, it's, it's little baby steps because sometimes at the beginning of the journey, you don't have the information or the awareness Yet to see the whole picture, your soul does, your soul's got it down, but your human self hasn't gotten there yet. And so when we can learn to just follow the steps, right, little bit by bit, I often say like follow the breadcrumbs, it will get you where you need to go, but you have to kind of agree, you know, to not know everything because- Oftentimes you can't figure it all out from point one because life is an experiential journey and you need the experience to grow into, you know, all the things that you dream about. Yes. And sometimes that is done that way on on purpose on a spiritual level from our guides, because you may go through such a transformation, but the point of your consciousness is where you are in that moment, like that idea is too much. So in this case, Mark, you know, he accepted it and, you know, it kind of unfolded for him. But I know for myself, there are certain things that my guides didn't tell me right away because I came from a background of poli-sci government, you know, so this idea of me making my living as a psychic and being on TV doing that and all that, it just, that was a lot, that was a big leap for me (laughs) at the time. (laughs) Right. And so you have to kind of get used to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I'm about to move uh, cross country to start another part of my life. And it's funny because, you know, I've lived in Connecticut for 15 years. I've raised two kids in the house that I'm speaking to you from right now. But for about the last three years, I've been hearing the subtle whisper of it's time to downsize. It's time to downsize. It's time to downsize. And I've also been feeling the call. I live about 15 minutes, 12, 15 minutes from the beach, but I've been feeling the call to be where I can see water every day when I open my eyeballs on a daily basis. Cause I know from other, other places where I sometimes live that just soothes my soul. And I kept hearing these two things. And it was in the middle of the pandemic when someone made the suggestion that I move to California, which is happening now. And I said, oh my God, that's it. Now is the time I'm going. But it was a good three years of just hearing these subtle things. I visited a couple of places locally that were on the water. I started to explore. I started to, you know, and I don't think that I was ready to move three years ago. 
But I do know sometimes too, life had to prepare me. It was a very big leap. And even the three years of just hearing it was time to time to downsize, but not having to do anything about it is making it a lot easier now as I throw away half of my possessions and, you know, prepare to live a completely different life. And so I think sometimes too, when we listen, we can hear those whispers, but you know, you don't have to leap all at once. You'll know when it's time. And, and also it's important that when we get those messages to listen and even take some kind of exploratory yeah. action. So, so I had a similar story. So I don't know, have you gotten Reiki attuned? No, I would highly recommend it, but this, this story involves that. So no I worries. Already, I, I know it's a big gateway for a lot of people to awaken their intuition. Yeah. So I was already working as a professional psychic and I got the message to do my Reiki attunements and uh, and I was like, okay, you know, I've learned not to, to argue <laughs> with the guys. Like if they tell me something at that point, I was already like, all right, I'm on. And so I did. And boy, it just popped everything up to another level in terms yeah. of my psychic channel just opened up even farther. And also my manifesting abilities just like supercharged. So if you're hearing this, just take this as like, yes, I do Reiki attunements. There's lots of people that do, you know, it's just yeah. very powerful, but so I, I went through these massive and very rapid shifts right after that. So I had been in my hometown, Lafayette, Colorado, and I had moved very quickly, even before I got my Reiki attunements, like I opened an office space and, you know, started doing this as my main work. And that was already a big leap coming from poli sci girl, right? Yeah. <laughs> Working as a professional psychic. Um, but very shortly after I opened my office, I did the Reiki attunements and then I got the message to expand and move to Denver, which is the nearest big city right. to my hometown. And so I made plans to do that. I let go of that office space. I found a place in Denver to live and to work. And I'd only been in Denver for three months where I got the psychic message to move to Los Angeles. And I was like, I just got here guys. Like, I felt like, what the heck? Like, let me settle in here. <laughs> I feel like I'm just kind of figuring it out. Now I didn't move right away, but I started, I, I listened. I went out there and visited and I started to kind of plant seeds and think about like, well, where would I want to go and all that. So long story short, I actually moved four months later. So I had been in Denver seven months at that point. So I still moved very quickly to Los yeah. Angeles and by the time I did go, I was really ready. So if I had not listened, it would have been really like past the point of feeling ready. And so many things opened up for me in Los Angeles. So I feel like California is often an opener. It's a gateway for a lot of people specifically in the psychic and kind of spiritual realm. Yeah. So anyway, I'm not surprised that you're going there. And I, I'm now in Las Vegas. I still have my Colorado place, but I just came here to Las Vegas. And it's also still so close to there, you know. Yay. Okay, um, well, we can meet up. Yeah, but <laughs> but I just thought, you know, it's important that you're not always ready to take action, but even if you're receptive and you take little bits of information and maybe start researching it or something, yeah. and then gradually it'll shift and you'll be open and ready. Yeah, I think that is beautiful advice. And again, it's about listening and then cooperating and taking those steps when you feel them. And, you know, it's, it's going to be different for everyone too, right? We're all, uh, but I'm excited for my adventure. We talked a little bit before we hit record about your writing because we, well, we were talking about your, your acting work, which is cool, but I think the same thing happens with writing. And I don't know about you, but I, I'm kind of a romance junkie. That's my one guilty pleasure. I love reading historical romances 
Outlander's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> you know, sometimes when I read them, I really wonder like, and, and I get stories too, as a kid, I was very addicted to my Barbie dolls and I spent a lot of time, you know, more like imaginative play than dressing them up. But I had these elaborate stories and I'm sure I was tapping into things that were really happening or had happening and, you know, had happened rather. But do you think as a writer, sometimes you may be tapping into other lifetimes, other realms, like that kind of, I would love to hear more about how that process works for you. Absolutely. So I have always been a creative. So I was acting when I was a kid. I was a child actor. I, I, I started writing music when I was in elementary school. Like I actually uh, was featured on television when I was in fifth grade for writing a song for our school, like, you know, little things like that. Amazing. So, I, and then writing, I was as gifted as a writer. I didn't start writing books until I was an adult, but I always did well in English class and creative writing. And absolutely, I think it is a, an avenue that you can channel in. And because I have this training and this ability that it really opens up for me in that particular avenue. So like when I write a book or write a song or a screenplay, it just, it just comes in. And there have been flat points where I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to do that. And then it just comes in. It's kind of like having a writer's room <laughs> in your head. It's very handy in that way. And same thing with, with songs. I will frequently get a whole song just kind of download. And then I've learned I have to like record it or jot it down or it frequently will just kind of disappear. And as a result of that, my music, you guys, it's kind of all over the place, like different styles and different genres, you know, different eras. But yeah, I think at our past lives inform that. And then on top of that, it's all our sort of spirit team that's feeding us information and inspiration and can act as our muse as well. But when you tap into your psychic and intuitive abilities, I think you also can become more prolific because I have eight published books now and I have two more that I'm releasing this year. I'm also working on new music in the studio. And so it just comes in very quickly. But I think a lot of people have this capability. They just, once they open up the channel, they can access it more easily. Yeah, that makes sense. And I would assume that a lot of musicians and a lot of writers and a lot of actors, and you are all three, <laughs> are using this without even realizing it, right? Absolutely. It's just, that's how you use your gift. And as we always talk about on this show, and I'm pretty sure you would agree with me on this, but I'll ask you in a minute, everybody's intuitive. We all have this connection to our spirit. You know, nobody is immune to that connection with their inner wisdom. It's just a matter of how and where you use it. And a lot of us are using it all the time without even really recognizing consciously that that's, that's what we're doing. Absolutely. I completely agree. I think that psychic and intuitive people often also are creative and are in creative fields. And in fact, I think there's a, a very strong spiritual reason for this. I, you know, there's that expression that we were made in the image of the creator. I don't know if you've heard that. And I, I really believe that, but I don't think it is in the way that a lot of people think. It's not like, you know, Christian idea, man on a throne. Like, I mean, right. in terms of like, literally we are creators. We yes. are also here to create and make our visions reality. And I just was speaking on a manifesting call yesterday. I was a guest speaker for this event and we were talking a lot about this and the writing piece came up because anytime you have a thought or idea and you make it physical by writing it or putting into physical speech, it starts to become real and more real and it generates its own kind of power um, and gets more solid. Anything starts with an idea and then it gets to another level of reality when you generate it in the physical world. And so I think the ultimate sort of pinnacle for us as incarnated beings is to express that creativity in this world. 
Amen. Yeah, I think so. And you're making me think of so many things when you say that. One, you're making me think about the healing journey, because I know sometimes too, it's when we witness, but also sometimes we give voice to what we need to say. We give voice to our pains. We give voice to our perspective. We give voice to our feelings that they are healed or they transform. It doesn't mean that you have to say it and have someone else agree with you. That's not what giving voice to it means as people who've listened to my show have heard me rant about before, but it does mean that when we can express it and then be our own witness, it's so powerful. So you made me think about that. Absolutely. And there's a huge connection for us between our physical well-being and health and our ability to create and express. Uh, and, And they're often very tied, this expression and creativity. So I'm just going to say that, especially as women, there's a lot of women who have blockages in the throat chakra. Like, I mean, and in our society, it's not that surprising, like women have generally been suppressed, you know, quite a bit and silenced and certainly in past lives. And in this lifetime as well, like women still make less money than men. They still frequently don't have as many seats at the table or a seat at the table at all. So we are as women, especially are really having to learn to step into and find a way to use our voice but it's so important. So if you're struggling with health issues that relate to that part of the body, I highly recommend, you know, writing, hosting a podcast, or if you're doing those things, do a more getting to another level, you know, right. and, and also, of course, practicing safely and gently, I guess is what I'd say, communicating your needs and wants with yeah. those in your circle. And there's a lot of persecution fears coming up for a lot of people in regards to using the voice and the not feeling safe. The other thing I'd say is when we use our voice, it's important to not be attacking because that makes us a target. And when this was shown to me psychically, when we use entertainment as our method of communication, it's almost always safer. So yeah. if you make a satire, but you don't say the name of the president or the name of the leader or whatever, then you can get by with it. So make something entertainment and then it's a lot safer, but people still get the idea. You still get your idea across. I mean, Shakespeare, he was so prolific, so powerful. I mean, we still write about him today. His work's still produced today. He couldn't have said some of those things, you know, about current leaders, the queen or royalty, but because he did it as a history play or because he did it as, you know, a fictional play, he could get away with it. Yeah. I think that's a really good point. And I also think that, you know, that can be really good for your own psyche too. That's probably why a lot of creatives are drawn to writing or singing or expressing because when you do it in that art form, right, you get it out there, you express it, but you don't necessarily have all the, you know, it's a safer way. So I love that. That's really, really, really powerful. And it's it's fun. I think when I started this work, I, you know, there was so much heaviness. And also I started in the recession. So my business started during the recession. There was a lot of kind of intense energy regarding all that similar parallels to what's happened with COVID and everything. But the farther along I get, the more I'm like, oh, it's actually a lot of times way more effective when you add humor or lightness or levity. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) And so we don't need to be so serious. And sometimes the best way to heal something is by not being so serious. Yeah. You know, sometimes when people come to a counselor and they think like, oh my God, it's going to be so depressing. Or we're just going to talk about everything that's wrong. And like, I am so not about that. Of course, there are times when you are sad and you are hurting and you need someone to sit and hold that space for you, but it does not have to always be miserable. One of my favorite things, I work with a lot of kids. And one of my favorite things is when, you know, a child will come in and they'll tell me something they're excited about, you know, because that needs our witness and our attention as well. So 
I love that. I would also say, and I would love to hear what you think about this, but sometimes we think about creatives as people that are just doing arts, but I see creativity, it's everywhere. There are creative entrepreneurs. There are people that are creative in the way that they help and serve others. There are creative organizers. That is not me. I am not an organized person, but there are people that are so creative in the way that they organize their time or their lives or their spaces. So creativity is really just part of that magic of your soul. And you may express it in what we would traditionally call a creative endeavor, but really everyone is creative. Everyone has this gift. We just all use it differently. I completely agree. I think, yeah, the, the arts are where people tend to think of creativity, but I think inventors are incredibly creative. I mean, yeah, uh, people in business. One. I mean, so it really has so many different applications. And I like the intuitive abilities. I feel like we all have that. And yes. it's just a matter of tapping into it and figuring out how we operate. Because for example, a lot of people with the sort of psychic realm, they don't see vision, so they don't think they're psychic. I'm like, well, that's just one way that it can manifest. But maybe right. you're a claircognizant, you just know, or you're an empath, or you know, you have psychometry, you touch something, you get information. Like, so you have to figure out like what are your strengths and areas, and then, and then I see. I, I think it's important to mention we don't have extra parts and pieces. You know, right. so whatever we feel that we're good at or we feel drawn to, there's a reason for that. And as you start to expand into that you get opportunities that align with that. So for example, you know, it was on Will Ferrell's podcast. That was a wonderful opportunity, but there were so many things in my background that made me fit for that. Like I did improv for years. I made my living as an actress. I'm used to being on stage. I was a podcast host. So I'm used to the medium and it was about being a psychic, you know? So <laughs> whatever your kind of unusual things that you have that might all seem like strangely unconnected from each other, there is a magical way that the universe can provide opportunities and amazing experiences for you that utilize all those amazing different aspects of yourself. I think another way of saying that is when you do you, mm -hmm. you know, and you enjoy it, then the world will, will respond in kind. Yes, right? exactly. And when you don't compartmentalize yourself and when you honor all those parts of yourself, right. magic happens. It really does. Right. And sometimes, you know, we feel like people sometimes come to me like, Victoria, I need to know my purpose. Right. That was my big story. I knew there was something that I was supposed to be doing. Right. Yada, yada, yada. Um, and it led me to the work that I'm doing now for sure. But purpose isn't just one thing. You know, purpose is who we are. It's, it's the sum total of, of what your spirit is here to express. And so it's, you know, your mind wants to say, well, my purpose is to be an intuitive or my purpose is to be a creative or it can be all of those things. Your purpose is to express your uniqueness and your gifts while you're in this physical form. And so how that looks is going to be different for everyone. It changes and it evolves. And, and um, along the way, you might have some other, um, other little minor purposes as well and things that you want to do and accomplish. Absolutely. And yeah, I think your purpose can actually change as you develop as a soul. It yes. can change, shift or expand. So it becomes to like another level. So I think we're constantly rehoning our yes. purpose and in the lessons that we've learned. So we all have things we're learning. We all have things that we're teaching. Yeah. <laughs> and so and not yet yeah, to be, not to be too rigid about, about what that is. Absolutely. And I love it. And, and you kind of anticipated the question I was going to ask before you started saying that, which is how do you find time or like the balance to do all these amazing things all at once. But it sounds to me like that's just how you like to be. And these are all parts of yourself that you 
want to express and that to some extent for you, they all fit together perfectly. They do. And, and I think it's a, a balance with certain things at different times may take more of my time and energy. So if I'm, if I'm working on a book release, then when you're spending more of my time and energy for that, you know, kind of finite amount of time, just really giving that the space and time and energy that it needs. But the other thing I want to share, which is so, so important for psychics and paths for women as a whole is the importance of getting support. I don't do all these things on my own. I have five people on my team. And then I also have other freelancers and people that I connect with. So I'm, I'm, you know, I have a huge spirit team, you know, we all, we all have that. Right. And then on, on top of that, I have my helpers here in the physical plane. And so the, when we're not trained to just go it alone, so to speak, then we can be a lot more prolific and do a lot more things. But I, I personally thrive on my creative outlets. So yeah. some people might feel exhausted by that, but I love it. Every time I release a new book or put a song out or, or whatever, I just really love it. So you know, find your things, whatever those are, they may not be the same things as mine, but also as we shift our energy, we often will find a way, even if that would have seemed challenging to do that before. Yeah. I know. I think that's really well said. So the question I ask everyone on the podcast is how do you experience your intuition? Oh my goodness. That is such a great question. So for me, I, I frequently hear and see repeated references to things. So literally in the physical world, names, places, you know, like you talked about book names popping up and things like that. So that will frequently happen for me. And then also it's just like a, almost like a a pull or a a feeling like a, a, and in a good way, like a pull of like excitement. And I'm, I'm also getting to say that I think a lot of people confuse the role of fear in their path and they listen to fear and stop doing something that may actually be getting guided to do. And I feel like when we move past the fear, first of all, the fear loses its power over us. And that's when magic happens, when things really open up to us. So for example, maybe there's a course that's really exciting, but it feels like it's out of your budget or something that you want to do, but yeah, you're like nervous about being visible or, you know, et cetera, et cetera, that, everything we want is on the other side of that kind of fear that I'm talking about is the uncomfortable fear. It's not like fear for your life kind of fear. <laughs> You're not, she's not telling you to jump off a bridge. Don't yeah, jump yeah, off a bridge. Yeah, you probably are not ready to fly. <laughs> I'm talking about, you know, those things that get you out of your comfort right. zone. And the, the guides have been showing me this image lately. So I see images too, as a, as a clairvoyant of the, the fish, you know, and like, a fish will grow to expand whatever size its container it's in. Right. And too many people are living these very tiny containers for their lives. And then, you know, when you get into a bigger container, you at first it's like so big and it might feel uncomfortable, but you grow and you expand and then it's time to do that again. So for me, it comes in in all these different ways. And I feel like if you struggle with like, how do I, how do I tap into that? First of all, definitely take classes important, but also just paying attention to those kind of repeated signs, references and things that you get even in the external world can be very, very helpful. Yeah. Those are magic and golden for all of us. We've talked about that before. I love it. All right. So let's see, before we wrap up, can you tell listeners a little bit about where they can find all your amazing artwork, your podcast, how they can work with you, any, any ways that they can connect with you? Cause there's so many options. I don't know where to start. Sure. Yeah. I love to connect with people. So I have a lot of information on my website, healingpowers.net. And 
People can also connect with me via email bookings at laurapowers.net. I'm on Twitter at that Laura Powers, Instagram at laurapowers44, and on Facebook at Healing Powers. That's my company name. And yeah, I teach classes on podcasting. That's another wonderful way, just like, like you're doing, to use your throat chakra on writing. I teach classes on psychic training and manifesting. So I'm constantly doing all these different things. So feel free to reach out to me if you have any questions, or you can check out my website for current offerings. Oh, and Yay. all my books are on Amazon and all the major platforms as well. Yay. All right. Is, do you have a favorite book that we can put in the show notes? Oh, favorite. Or just- the first uh, one that I don't want to make one that, yeah, the one that's a baby, which up. one comes the most? Yeah, the one, one that pops like up <laughs> is um, my book, Angels, How to Understand, Recognize, and Receive Their Guidance. So it's just very specifically about how do you ask for help and how do you get signs and messages and, and, and you know, connect with the angels to help your dreams become a reality. So that's my, my most popular book overall, even though I wrote that one years ago, it, it seems to really resonate for people. Love it. I'm excited. We'll make sure to have that one in the show notes. Laura, this has been so much fun. Anything else come through that you want to share with the listeners? Gosh, you know, you are so powerful. You know, we, we're taught in our society that we're kind of small and weak and we can't really do much, but your soul has infinite power. And it's just important to know that. And the more you believe that, the more you can do, because our limitations are, are pretty much from our, our beliefs and our perspective about ourselves. So it's important to work on shifting anything that is not um, a, a supportive belief. <laughs> and then just, you can do almost anything. So don't limit yourself and surround yourself with loving and supportive people who want to see that vision of you come into being as well. I love that. Thank you so much for being a guest. This was so much fun. I hope our pals will cross again. Me too. Thank you. Many blessings. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope that you found joy, strength, inspiration, and clarity from today's episode. If you'd like to learn more and connect with an amazing group of like-minded souls, please join us over on Facebook in the Intuitive Connection Community Facebook group, where we explore these topics in deeper detail, have additional live teachings, and host Facebook Lives with our amazing guests. I hope to see you there. And of course, if you want to learn more about me or the work that I do, please check out my webpage, victoriashawintuitive.com. Thank you so much again, and namaste. Are you ready to ignite your best life and illuminate the world? I'm Stephanie James. I'm a motivational speaker, transformation coach, and psychotherapist. And what lights me up is helping people just like you create the greatest versions of themselves. On my podcast, Igniting the Spark, I will help you ignite your joy and reach new heights in your personal and professional life. Join me for some incredible conversations with authors, spiritual teachers, and other influential thought leaders to help guide you on your way. If you are ready to stop playing small, join me for Igniting the Spark on the mindbodyspirit.fm network or wherever you get your podcasts and ignite your best life. Do you have an online course or an event or a book you'd like to promote? We've got the right audience for you. Our listeners love content like the show you just heard. You can reach our engaged audiences by advertising right here on mindbodyspirit.fm, the podcast network, in shows about wellness, self-care, spirituality, angels, and more. Contact info at mindbodyspirit.fm.